Are you ready? ready? For the obscure superstar What's crackalacking, dude? Dude, I'll tell you what's crackalacking. Mantar. Mantar. Welcome to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. Today, me and Bane are bringing you a highly sought-after episode. Probably. Would you say? Yeah, probably the most uh, expected episode. I mean, the fans have been wanting this episode. Absolutely. Now, um, for a while, we really didn't know what this was this podcast i mean would we you did. would you say that's fair absolutely it's fair uh we we had a steve mongo mcmichael we did um which was just i don't even know and then we've had a few individual episodes then at one point you released like five episodes in one day in one day and it was like man is that too much maybe it is or is it not enough so now we're thinking what every other week every new obscure other week. superstar spotlight yes every other week every 14 days you get your fix yeah um, the last episode, Scotty Goldman. Interesting, yeah. interesting choice. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but today, my God, we've got Mantar. Mantar. Man freaking tar. Now, uh, Mantar, born May 14th, 1968. I'm getting this straight from Wikipedia, so you know it's true. Yeah. It says he is an American professional wrestler. He's best known for his appearances with the World Wrestling Federation in the ni- mid-90s. Under the ring names, Mantar and Tank. Tank, huh? I don't remember Tank. I don't remember Tank either. I remember Mantar, though. That's who we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. He was a beast. Okay, well, here, here's uh, here's the... Tell here. me about him, Breaker. Let's, let's, let's go a little bit earlier on. Okay. The Catch Wrestling Association is where he started in 1991 to the 1994. The hell is that? I don't know. Uh, in 1991, under the ring name Bruiser Mastino... Uh, Mantar traveled to Germany to work for Catch Wrestling Association. He, de- he debuted on November 11th in a losing efforts against Rambo for the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't think that's Sylvester Stallone, but we will look into it. Huh. He remained with the promotion until 1994 when he returned to the United States to perform for the World Wrestling Federation. Interesting. Is and that when he came in as Mantar? That is correct. Uh, Love me some Mantar. Yeah, that's not Sylvester Stallone, just so everybody's um, aware. Got it. Uh, on January 7th, 1995, Mantar debuted um, on Superstars of Wrestling, defeating Walt Snow. Walt Snow? Was that Al Snow? No, it was not. He didn't? Oh. Just some jobber. The Mantar character was that of a Minotaur-like character, and uh, he would perform using antics such as charging, trampling, yes. mauling, and mooing at opponents. Yeah. I remember the big helmet. Big hat. Yes. Now, if you get a chance, I really think you need to play Mantar's music on here. Oh, I will. I'm going to play it right now. Got it. So, hear it? yeah, it's you nice. hear that? It, it's it's classic. Um, soon after debuting, he acquired Jim Cornette as his manager. Boy, those two did not fit together. Hell no. You can't tame a wild beast like Mantar. Damn right. Uh, Mantar then began a small winning streak, defeating a series of jobbers. He came close to defeating then-intercontinental champion Razor Ramon. 
but lost the match by disqualification due to interference by Jeff Jarrett. Son of a bitch, Jeff Who Jarrett. Who was involved in a feud with Ramon at that time. God. Mantar made his first and only pay-per-view appearance at the 1995 Royal Rumble, where he competed in the Royal Rumble match and lasted almost 10 minutes before being eliminated by Lex Luger. What? True story. You're telling me Lex Luger, the Lex Express, was able to knock out a half-man, half-beast? Yeah. Holy shit. Exactly. Mantar entered the 1995 King of the Ring tournament. And he won. No, he didn't. Shit. <laughs> he was pinned by Bob Sparkplug Holly in a qualifying match. What? He didn't even make it to the tournament. In his final televised WWF match, he lost to Bam Bam Bigelow as part of a push to enhance the popularity of Bigelow as a babyface. Oh, my God. Mantar made his That's... last WWF appearance as a lumberjack <sighs> in a lumberjack match between Psycho Sid and Diesel at In Your House 2. You know, that was the same damn thing that happened to uh, Bastion Booger. He lost in his last match to Bam Bam Bigelow. Looking I'm, at the lights, man. I'm thinking Bam Bam. I'm thinking Bam Bam was just burying people for fun. Who knows? This is interesting here. After leaving, after blah blah blah, after leaving the WWF, Mantar returned to to his uh, Bruiser Mastino ring name and joined ECW. Huh. He debuted there on uh, December the first, nineteen ninety five, with the victory over the Dark Ninja. Who is the Dark Ninja? His name is Rock and Rebel. No idea who this guy is, but he was trained by the Rock and Roll Express. Now, Bruiser Manzino versus Bruiser Brody, who wins? I'll tell you who. Mantar! <laughs> uh, it says, uh, eight days after his match with the Dark Ninja, he lost to Hack Myers at December to Dismember. I think Hack Myers is... Uh... I was thinking that was the Sandman. I guess that's not. A few weeks after that, he lost to 911 at Holiday Hell... Mastino defeated El Puerto Ricano, El Puerto Ricano, I guess, in his final match for the promotion in which he was jeered with Mantar chants from the always vocal ECW audience. He then briefly returned to the Catch Wrestling Association as Terminator Mastino. Now, this is where it gets interesting. I'm ready. He returned to the WWF in 1996. I did not know this until I'm just now reading it. Was he Mantar? No. Shit. In 1996, Mantar returned to the WWF playing the role of Goldust's unnamed bodyguard. He appeared with Goldust at In Your House 7 in his corner for his match against the Ultimate Warrior. Huh. After Goldust lost, the bodyguard attacked Warrior but was overpowered and body slammed. You're telling me. And that's all it says. The Ultimate Warrior was able to pick up a half-man, half-beast and body slam him? Yes. Holy shit. Uh, he then returned um, to the United States Wrestling Association as Tank, a member of the Truth Commission, and won the U Unified World Heavyweight Championship. He was part of the Truth Commission? In the USWA. I think it's a different version. Holy shit. Apparently, that was something that WWF brought in from USWA. He won the United Unified World Heavyweight Championship, his first and only wrestling title, on March 5th, 1997, after defeating then-champion Jerry Lawler. He lost the belt back to Lawler in a rematch seven days later. Later that spring, Tank was involved in a controversy surrounding the World Tag Team Championship, while the interrogator and recon, Tank's truth teammates in the Truth Commission, held the title. Tank substituted for the interrogator in one match, and his team lost the titles to Nick Densmore and Flash Flanagan. Nick Densmore, of course, is Eugene. Yeah. 
The title change was declared invalid, however, as Tank was uh, not one of the official title holders of the World Tag Team title. So apparently he was a member of the Truth Commission. How about that shit? I didn't know that. I didn't either. It doesn't say anything about the WWF, but it says he was part of the Truth Commission, which features the Commandant, which I remember that was like the actor guy, Kurgan the Interrogator, Recon Sniper, Tank, and the Jackal. Huh. That's odd. Yeah. And now to kind of give more information on the Truth Commission. The Truth Commission debuted in the USWA where Recon and Kurgan, then simply known as the Interrogator, captured the USA, USWA Tag Team Championship. Their manager, the Commandant, was an actor who had met Bret Hart while Hart was filming in South Africa. Hart recommended him to the WWF as a manager for the Truth Commission. Upon moving to the WWF, the Commandant was replaced by the Commissioner member, the Jackal. Because the WWF wanted more, uh, someone in the role who would participate physically in the matches. Tank departed from the WWF after one match. Kurgan was pushed as a monster heel while Recon and Sniper competed as a tag team. Incidentally, Jackal was finally initially more interested in being a wrestler than a group's manager, but WWF booker Vince McMahon convinced him to cut promos on behalf of the Com- Truth Commission because of his talent. So I guess he was there for another... He had like three very, very brief runs. That's insane. It is. Um... But all of them were forgettable except for Mantar. Interesting stuff. Love me some Mantar. Let's see if he's uh, retired. I don't know. He debuted in 93. Doesn't say he's retired. He's 46 years old. Now I'm going to tell a personal story that people don't know about. Tell me a personal story about Mantar. I was a WWF extra, and I think this was 2009. 2009. Bingo. Got it. And uh, two dudes show up wearing wrestling gear. They're older. Ready to whoop ass, though, They're ready to get in the ring and wrestle. And uh, they did. It was not very good. And uh, turns out those two men were Mantar and PN News. Holy shit. They were trying to get hired back on in 09 as a tag team. Now, Mantar was trying to get hired back on. PN News was just trying to get hired. Yeah, because I don't think he ever worked there. Yeah, he was a WCW guy. And an ECW guy. Oh, yeah, that's right, an ECW. Briefly. Briefly. Um, ECW guy. But yeah, holy hell. How cool would that have been? You met Mantar and PN News. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time. Someone was like, you know who that was, right? And I'm like, no, I don't. Tell me. He's like, it's Mantar. And I'm like, what? <coughs> what? I'd have been S and a D if I ever met Mantar. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. That's insane. So now, um, you know, I don't think Mantar has ever had an action figure. I don't think he's ever been in a video game. No. I think that's a shame. I think it is a damn shame. I wonder if Mantar will get a t-shirt store on Pro Wrestling Tees. Dude, if he did, click, click, bot. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I'd like to see Mantar in the Hall of Fame. I think Mantar's got one more run in him. You know what? I'd like to see Mantar. I think think today we need to make the second member of the uh, Obscure Superstar Spotlight Hall of Fame. Mantar? Mantar. The the other member, of course, is Jimmy King. Jimmy, oh yeah, absolutely. Mantar, though. Mantar, thank you for being the second inductee into the break or to the obscure superstar spotlight Hall of Fame. Thanks, pal. We, we appreciate love it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, anything you want to add before we wrap this up? No, me neither. But uh, in two weeks, we're gonna have another episode. We will. And you don't know if it'll be me, if it'll be Bane, Mitch Baxter. He shows up from time to time. Or all three of us. Or two of us. And you know what? I also have friends who are like, hey, I want to be a part of Obscure Superstar Spotlight. And I'm like, hey, suck it. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but maybe we'll let them on. Maybe. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know, we don't know what's yeah, going to yeah, happen. We, we, we fly out of the seat of our pants here at Obscure Superstar Spotlight. Damn right. Now, 
This is where it gets important. Absolutely, it does. Listen up, you jackasses. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, guess what? You have a voice. Do you have an obscure superstar you think that we should talk about? Yeah. Hit us up. Let us know. If you're like, hey, do one on this guy. I'm like, done. Done. Bingo. Danny Doring and Roadkill? Done. I mean, if that's who you choose, it doesn't have to be them. Yeah. It could be anybody. Yeah, it could. So what's a way that they can reach you, Bane? Big underscore Bane on Twitter. At Brian Breaker, ODR, also on Twitter. Another way, if you are on BreakerandBane.com, can't they comment these episodes? Absolutely. You can comment on every single one separately. You just go to click on the episode that you're listening to. Bingo, there's a comment section underneath. And you don't have to listen there. You can listen to your phone. There's tons of ways to listen. Absolutely. Because you already know because you're listening to it right now. Absolutely you are. So do that. Let us know. If it was like, hey, we want you to talk about this. Like, hey, got it. Boom, done. Done. Bingo. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're like, oh, my God, that did my episode. We're like, yeah, we did. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 So we'll be back in, what, about 14 days? 14 days on the dot. Well, one of us will be. Who knows? Who knows? So thanks for listening to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. And that's all we got. Yeah. So awkward. Back at it again. Yeah. Real hard. It's Jenkins. What up, Jenkins? My dude, Bane. Big Bane. Let's get it. Let him know. And turn it up. And turn it up. And what? And turn it up. And what? And turn it up. Well, okay. Turn it up, give me feeling it's got a sense of whipping Then up in the dresser with me, then just put your waist in the ceiling Get on the floor and go kill it, hold on that drink and don't spill it Yeah, I'm the one that did it, but you want it, so come get it Up in the club, here it comes, the ratchet O's and the scones The ballers mixing with bombs, nobody's gonna give a fuck A few more drinks and we drunk, get on the floor, get you some, hold up